Why is this kid like their child? I hate it. Is he gonna puke in the back seat too? <laughs> I want to see him sticking his head out the window like a dog. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches, just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. Thanks, Iota, for bringing it in. What's up? Welcome to Bitch Watch. Hello. That was our producer, Yoda, letting us know that we're on air. <laughs> Snap recording. Okay, so I know we have a plan, but as I told you yeah. today or this morning, I tried a new shampoo bar yes. for my hair. And I think I told you this, but I don't remember now because I complained about it to a few people now. You told me it was waxy. Yeah, it isn't that I've bleached my hair because I have used another shampoo bar on my hair since I've bleached my hair. So like I've used this other one several, several times. It always makes my hair really, really soft. This one today makes my hair feel like I washed it with wax. Love that. Yeah, it's not it's not great. I might go ahead and just shampoo it again. Maybe not tomorrow. I'm too lazy for that. But maybe Wednesday? Yeah. It gave it a nice texture that I was able to like zhuzh it. Yeah, I bet it would hold a curl real good. I might try that tomorrow just to see. I've been determined it's too long to hold a curl right now, but with this texture in, it might. But right yeah. now I'm rocking the like blunt bangs again, which I thought was- I kind of- I kind of fuck with it. Which is a look I thought I lost when I chopped off all my hair, but apparently not. <laughs> it's like a stylish bowl cut. Mm-hmm. Like the bowl cut that's in, if that makes sense. Although it makes me feel like I look like six different members of BTS. <laughs> oh my god. Well, hey, if you ever feel like weird about having a bowl cut, just remember I shaved the ends of my eyebrows off without any plan as to how I was going <laughs> to remedy that. Um, So I'm still growing those out and they are taking their sweet motherfucking time. And Cody from the show wore a bowl cut every episode he was in, so... He did, and you know what? He was the OG. He was ahead of the curve, much like Hannah with her relaxed jeans before the the Gen Zers, you know, got a hold of it. Yep. That show was really breaking down barriers and walls. Nikki not shaving her armpits. True. To open this up, because I want to delay us fucking talking about this stint as long as possible. I know you want to delay it, but like, the sooner we get it over with, the sooner it's fucking over. <laughs> so much so, we're, we're doing this... So early that we normally record on Tuesdays and we're getting this one early on a Monday so I can get it out of my system and not have to think about this bullshit any longer. <laughs> and I can put off editing it. Yeah. <laughs> but we got a fun game of Would You Rather. Yeah, to round out the end of Dexter, we're going to play some Would You Rather. Would you rather quit this podcast or watch Dexter over again? Hmm. Sorry, babies. I'd be out of here. What? <laughs> like <laughs> Really? Watch Just Dexter leave. all over again? Yeah. I could do it. I could do it. But we do it drunk and high. <laughs> Ooh. Would you rather never be able to take a hot shower again or never be able to eat a hot meal again? Hot shower is gone. 110%. You would take a cold shower? I already do when I dye my hair. Yeah, but let's see. I can eat SpaghettiOs straight out of the fucking can. Oh, you're repulsive. <laughs> I lived through enough hurricanes, baby. Also, this is underestimating how often I can eat cereal. So, like... That's true. I do fuck with... I mean, sushi is, like, my favorite food and it's not hot. True. It never said you can't take a hot bath, bitch! True. <laughs> True. Okay. So, I, I would give up a hot shower as well, then. Okay. The ba you said the bath and that convinced me. The bath loophole. I only need really a warm shower. A hot bath, though. Just, oof. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's another food one then. Okay. Would you rather never have to wait for food at a restaurant or never have to stop at a red light? I never leave my house. So like... <laughs> right? 
quarantine hours. <laughs> Would you rather eat a stick of butter or snort a tablespoon of salt? <laughs> I'll eat a stick of butter unprovoked. Hello. <laughs> Would you would you rather be a chronic farter or a chronic burper? I have Crohn's, so I am both. Oh god. Would you rather walk barefoot in a public bathroom or through poison ivy? Public bathroom. Yeah, you could bathe. Poison ivy, you can't scrub that off. That's gonna be sticking around a bit. You can avoid needles. You can't avoid itchies. Would you rather go to jail for a year or live in your car for a year? I feel like living in my car I could make an adventure. I saw this video on YouTube or Facebook of a girl who legitimately like lives in her car. Yeah, me too. I saw that video and she's got like a little table. She's got like... Technically, this doesn't say your current car. It just says live in your car. This isn't saying I can't go out and buy like a VW bus and renovate that to be a bomb ass like mobile exactly. apartment. It doesn't say it can't be a drivable RV. Yep. That's a that's a car, technically. Would you rather lose all of your possessions or sell one of your organs? I'll sell my left ovary. It's fucking broke anyway. See you later. You can have my colon. You can have my asshole. You can have my uterus and both of my ovaries. Cysts are thrown in for free. Yeah. <laughs> I got extra ones over here, man. Right? Would you rather be four foot five or seven foot seven? I'd rather be four foot five. Easy. Any day. That's like two inches taller than I already am. <laughs> you're not four foot three. Around four foot three, four foot five. No, five. You're five foot. Oh! Dub dub. <laughs> Four foot five. So you'd be the size of a 12 year old. That's fine. I can still climb that dick dog. <laughs> I, I would never want to be seven foot seven because think about how much blood your heart would have to pump. Your heart would give out. You'd die so early because your heart would give out. So what happened to Great Danes. So, is that what's wrong with them? <laughs> Sorry, Scooby-Doo. All right. Would you rather Dexter Wig from season one flashbacks, mm-hmm. eye bags and all, Mm-hmm. Or his weird ass beard in the very last episode. Weird of ass beard. Weird ass beard. Weird ass beard. Yeah. Okay. I would do weird ass beard too. All day, every day. All day, every day. And so that segues us in to fucking the last six episodes of Dexter. Season eight, episode seven, dress code. So this picks right up from where we left off at the end of the last half. Dexter wakes up on the side of the road and he's way across town like in the industrial park. He calls Deborah or Deborah calls him. Who cares at this point? They both come to the conclusion that they've been poisoned. Deborah comes and picks him up and they discuss the fact that Dexter, before he completely passed out, he saw Hannah. They're really not sure why she didn't come out and just kill them. And Dexter plans to tap into surveillance cameras to find a license plate. And Deborah really harps that she wants Hannah gone. The last time Hannah was around, it took her to a bad place. She doesn't want to do this. So she really wants Hannah gone. So Dexter goes home from this and then Zach shows up at his door. They were supposed to meet that morning. But of course, Dexter was TKFO across town. So he missed their meeting. Dexter's pissed that he has showed up at his apartment. Says that they can never be seen together in public. Zach reveals that Vogel has told him about the code and really wants Dexter to teach it to him. And while they're talking out on the balcony, you see Cassie, the neighbor, and Oliver leave for a night swim and within this conversation Dexter continues that Zach needs to have a cover life. I think he mentions that Zach needs to get a job and Zach's like why I'm rich and Dexter's like all right dude you need you need to have a hobby or something come on. Then we see Deborah over at Elway Investigations and she's searching for Hannah because of course she wants her gone because last time she poisoned her and OD'd her on Xanax. He's fucking nosing around her business. He's kind of been up her ass since that whole stakeout situation mm-hmm. with his brother-in-law. Tells him to back off basically like, bro, like you're invading my privacy. I just need you to chill the fuck out. Like I'm, it's my business. And he gets all pissed because he's like, I'm a nice guy. I gave you a nice job. And like, you didn't suck my dick. So yeah. now I'm fucking 
pissed about if you're that guy figure it out because it's you trust me mm-hmm. <laughs> and so deborah's just tiffed and he storms off so then we see dexter he's looking for hannah of course and he actually decides to pull the camera footage from the traffic lights and he sees that she was driving a white van he figures out that it was a rental and he ends up calling the rental company pretending to be a cop and this is a name for witsy's list detective cooper investigating a hit and run he gets a number and the address it's a slip number Mm -hmm. jamie is getting ready to move out of angel's place she's tired of staying with big brother she starts dropping hints to quinn that the two of them might look into living together because they've been together for some time at this point yeah nikki does come into masuka and she apologizes for blowing up at him if you remember he had offered her the five thousand dollars and it got blown out of proportion so dexter shows up where he got the information for the slip and he is at this marina and he sees Hannah getting off of this big giant yacht with a man and they kiss. And so he assumes that this is a significant other in some capacity. And he ends up following these two to a private club, but he's not allowed in because of dress code. And of course, he's in a wrinkly ass button up and some khakis. So of course, I wouldn't let him in either. But Dexter's like, who do I know who's rich? Zach. So he calls Zach up and he's like, hey, are your parents members at this club? And Zach's like, yeah. So he's like, I need you to show up and get me into this club. So Zach gets there and of course Zach's like uh I thought you said never to be seen in public together and Dexter's like shut up my balls are achy so we gotta get in I would just like to point out you couldn't get in with the wrinkly button up but motherfucker got in with a wrinkly ass suit jacket that was like a size too small yeah his shirt sleeves were way pokey on that I know like a little cuff is normal this was not his jacket but he looked like a bulldog <laughs> Fat man in a tiny coat. So Dexter goes in and approaches Hannah at the bar while her date is in the bathroom. She says that she's going by Maggie now. She is married to this older man. His name is Miles. And about this time, as she's trying to get Dexter to leave, Miles approaches. Hannah introduces the two and Miles says, oh yeah, Maggie here told me all about how you betrayed her. Which, all right, good for you. Mm -hmm. Loose lips. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since she was like, I'll never tell anyone about you. And she's like, this motherfucker Dexter turned me into the cops. Fucking baking soda jizz over here rolls up in his wheelchair. <laughs> she just <laughs> starts a flapping them lips. So Dexter goes home and looks Miles up online, finds out that this motherfucker has made hundreds of of millions of dollars in offshore casinos. I guess this is the next morning, but Deborah stops by and Dexter fills her in all about Hannah and Miles. Deborah for sure thinks Dexter's still in love with Hannah. She reminds Dexter how important it is that they get Hannah out of their lives. And of course, Harrison's watching TV and isn't paying attention to any of this. As soon as he hears Hannah, he's like, Hannah, where's Hannah? Deborah's like, God, you too. She's not thrilled. Yeah, to say the least. Cut back to Masuka and Nikki. And Masuka actually ends up dropping by Nikki's job. And he's greeted with a interesting series of emotions. So he walks in and there's topless ladies everywhere in very short skirts and shorts. And he's immediately like, oh, that's great, sweet. But then he sees his daughter walk out, titties on point, if you will. And um, he gets very upsetty spaghetti. And, <laughs> and they sit down and have a conversation about how she doesn't need to be working here. She's like, I like this job. It treats me good. And Masuga is just can't cope. Yeah, he goes, I never thought of them as daughter titties. And I'm like, are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> 
It came from somewhere. <laughs> right? So after this, we cut to Deborah and Vogel actually talking about Hannah. Deborah wants to have Hannah arrested again, but she knows that she knows too much and could say shit about her and Dexter. Vogel ends up telling Deborah to consider all the consequences before actually deciding on an action. Dexter then sees Zach and his lawyer arrive at the bullpen, and they're requesting the police officially stop the 24-hour surveillance, which if you remember, Quinn has been tailing him. And they end up leaving, and Angel does pull Quinn in and says, you know, fucking drop it, dude. He's too rich, basically, mm. <laughs> which is bullshit and happens way more than it needs to. Masuka actually ends up devising a plan to get Nikki a part-time job at Homicide to be his assistant so she doesn't have to work at the titty bar, even though she'd probably make way more money at the titty bar. Mm -hmm. So as Zach leaves the Homicide department, Dexter follows him out there and he really impresses upon him the importance of patience and control. Zach's wanting to kill again and says he can't wait any longer. Dexter's like, no, you need to wait. This is the only reason I've survived as long as I have is because I know everything is timing, timing, timing. And he says that he'll let Zach know when they're ready to move on lessons or whatever. It's real dumb. Dexter goes to get gas and actually gets confronted by Miles while he is pumping the gas and Miles threatens to make a few calls and quote ruin his life if Dexter doesn't leave Hannah alone. After Miles leaves, Dexter texts Hannah asking her if they can meet. She says she's at the greenhouse. Dexter's really worried that Hannah might be in danger because of Miles. He meets up with her and tells her that Miles confronted him at the gas station and she confesses that she drugged Dexter because she really wants him to kill Miles. She says that Miles is obsessively controlling and jealous and really makes her feel like she's still in prison. But when she got married to him, a lot of his family suspected her being a gold digger. So now she can't risk killing him herself. But now that she has seen Dexter again, she's realized how much she loves him. So she's changed her mind because she doesn't want to manipulate him into doing something. That would be bad for him. Deborah actually ends up going back to Elway and apologizing, which girl, no, you got it right the first time. Put boundaries up. Don't let that motherfucker get in your business. She ends up telling him that, hey man, I know you got the hots for me, but you don't want to find out who I really am. It's, it's just a mess. I'm a mess. He's like, well, I'd like to get to know that mess a little better. Some fucking creepy shit. Deborah devises a plan that she's going to go ahead and catch Hannah and try to get her turned back in. So she decides to borrow some GPS equipment from LA, which is actually why she's apologizing, and put it under Dexter's car because she knows that he's going to be in contact with her. She's at his apartment and she's trying to sneak this GPS tracker on and Cassie, his next door neighbor, almost catches her. Kind of as she's leaning over being suspicious, and they have like a conversation about it. Deborah plays it off. And the two actually talk about Cassie's hots for Dexter. Um, Deborah then says, you know, you don't want to be involved with him. He's a mystery you don't want to solve. He is a fucking mess. And she's like, oh, okay, thanks. Little does Deborah know. Homegirl, he was a safer bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Dexter meets up with Vogel to talk about Zach and he's unsure that Zach can accept the code or learn the code. Vogel just insists that Zach is now his responsibility since he didn't kill him earlier when he had him on the kill table. He calls Zach and leaves him a voicemail asking to meet at the studio and as he gets off the phone he ends up getting jumped by three of Miles' henchmen which to my memory really pisses him off. <laughs> I mean it would peeve me off. So... Later that evening, Zach pounds on Dexter's door since Dexter wanted to meet and then I guess he didn't because he was jumped, right? Something like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. These episodes jump around so fucking much, I feel like we're back in season three. Yeah, so Zach ends up pounding on Dexter's door. Dexter's not home. Cassie hears this noise and opens her door and is like, well, politely says he's probably not home if he's not coming to the door. And Zach storms off. Cassie asks if she can take a message and he's like, yeah, tell him to fuck him or something. 
yeah, teenage bullshit. Miles ends up actually confronting Hannah with the knowledge that he knows that she's with Dexter and like, you're never gonna leave me. And she is trying to defuse the situation. She says, there's nothing wrong. Let's go together. Let's leave. I love you. He ends up grabbing her and says, you're never gonna leave the boat again. He jumps on top of her and forces her on the bed and says, you belong with me. It's really fucking disgusting. Dexter actually ends up boarding Miles' yacht at about this same time and he walks into the room and finds Hannah kneeling over Miles's dead body. Uh, there's blood fucking everywhere she's stabbed him. She says that she killed him when he said he wouldn't let her leave. And Dexter says that he'll help her get rid of the body. Says to make sure to wipe everything down. Uh, and she's covered in blood and she's really distraught actually. She is about to like walk out uh, into the main boat covered in blood. Yeah, he's like, uh, I think you need to change, my dude. Yeah, right? So she's really fucked up over this. It wasn't a planned kill. Yeah, and she's not a stabber. Yeah, no, we know that from season seven. She's real bad at stabbing. Mm -hmm. So Dexter and Hannah actually take Miles' body out on the boat to dump it, and when they come back, Deborah is on the shore watching them, and Hannah actually ends up asking Dexter if he ever regretted not killing her. He says, of course not. She says that she was never going to kill him, because she doesn't really enjoy killing, actually. She does it more as a means to survive. Hannah has bought herself a few days by telling the crew that Miles wanted to go to New York. He flew out of town, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Dexter gets a call to the crime scene at his building and asks Hannah not to leave town before they speak again. Dexter arrives at the crime scene to find that Cassie, his neighbor, has been killed. He goes in her apartment and finds that she was bludgeoned much the same way that Norma was. So now Dexter wonders if Zach killed Cassie and he's concerned that he won't be the kind of teacher that Harry was. Episode 8, Are We There Yet? Cassie's boyfriend Oliver is actually being questioned and says that he has been inspecting a building so there's no way he could have committed the murder. Dexter finds blood under Cassie's fingernails and ends up taking a sample to find out if she scratched her killer. Deborah actually also turns up to the crime scene and tells Dexter that she's been considering rejoining the force as a detective and, you know, because it's not against the rules or anything. She just walks through the crime scene, even though she's not police yeah. or has anything to fucking do with it. But, you know, plot. So Dexter ends up going back to Miami Metro and running the blood under Cassie's fingernails and gets a DNA match for Zach. He starts shitting his pants a little bit at this one. And as Dexter leaves, Quinn ends up actually stopping him and compares the, the crime scene photos of Cassie and Norma Rivera. We talked about her in the last episode. She is the woman that Zach killed. And he thinks that Zach may be responsible for Cassie he's killing. Dexter tells Quinn to lay off of Zach because he's gonna get his sh shit fucked up, but also so he can get Zach himself, if that's the case. Dexter leaves from the department to meet with Vogel, but neither know where Zach has escaped. Dexter is really angry at this point, now that another innocent has been murdered, that Vogel was able to talk him out of killing Zach. Vogel thinks at this point, Dexter, there's no way Dexter could kill Zach, that there's a bond that is formed between the two of them, and Dexter denies any of Bullshit. this. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I've known this child for uh, two days, and for two of those days, I was knocked out or not around him, so yeah. bond where? Dexter ends up tracking Zach's credit card to the Florida Keys and plans on traveling there to kill him. Deb ends up showing up and asks Dexter if Hannah is out of their lives for good. Dexter says she'll leave once she's got her new passport and she'll just be on her fucking merry way. Deborah asks, well, are you on top of it or on top of her? Which... Deborah, none of your business, but also, I mean, not a terrible question now. <laughs> 
So Dexter ends up actually arranging for a new passport for Hannah and asks her to go with him to the Keys that night to stalk Zach and try to track him down. Deborah ends up telling Elway because Dexter isn't instilling confidence in her, that she believes Hannah McKay is in Miami and there's about a $250,000 bounty on her head. And so Elway is immediately on that shit because he wants the money. So at the marina, Hannah's yacht is gone because she got rid of the crew. Elway is really reluctant about still pursuing Deborah's lead. He agrees to bribe the dock master to get any information about that yacht. From this, Deborah returns home. She ends up tracking Dexter's car and sees that he's traveling to the Keys and decides, you know what? I don't trust him and she's going to pursue him. You see Dexter and Hannah arrive at the motel where Zach last used his credit card. As they walk up the way, they see a window and it's got plastic between the blinds and the windows and she's like are you sure he's here and he looks over and he's like yep that's the one (laughs) so they break into the room and they see that zach has completely set up a crude really sloppy kill room almost identical to his own plastic wrap is sagging off the walls there's a fresh set of knives on the bed and dexter's like you know what this isn't great but i'm gonna kill zach in this fucking room he already set it up for me so yeah. <laughs> Might as well use it. <laughs> Quinn actually ends up meeting with Oliver at the station because he's got a few questions he still wants to ask about Cassie's death. He shows Oliver a picture of Zach and asks if he rec- recognizes him, to which Oliver answers no. There's a scene where Matthews is actually watching them do this interrogation and <laughs> there is a quote about his neck. Turkey neck. Handsome. He looks like Matthews. <laughs> Say gobble gobble. Thank you, Frank. Sorry, Yoda. <laughs> Love you, Yoda. (laughs) Zach actually ends up returning to the motel room and Dexter pins him against the wall. Hannah's just chilling. Hannah's straight chilling. Pins him against the wall and demands to know why he killed Cassie. Zach adamantly denies killing her and says that he went after Sean Decker, not Cassie. Sean Decker is a murderer. He killed a girl a few years ago and then bragged about it during, I think, spring break to him. So he was trying to track this motherfucker down and kill him. Dexter realizes, oh shit, He's fucking following the code already. So yeah, he probably didn't kill her. Zach even offers his camera that has timestamps on the photos to prove that he was actually going after Decker and he couldn't have killed Cassie in that same time. Um, And Dexter's like, okay, you know what? Fucking fine. Frank, there is a quote. You wore white to a murder. Thank you, (laughs) Hannah. Mwah. Love it. <laughs> Dexter ends up asking more questions, follow-up questions about Decker. And Zach's like, I got about in the trunk. <laughs> they go out to the car and Zach explains, sweet baby Zach explains that he tried to knock him out. He wasn't successful at this. So he ended up just bludgeoning him to death. <laughs> and Dexter's like, dude, there's a second floor of this motel. Anyone could look out of this window, saw you moving the body and like criticizes him for not having a backup plan. Dexter and Zach decide that they're going to go dump the body and clean the car. And Dexter asks, Hannah to stay back and clean the room. So she agrees to that because she cool. Yeah, she's a bad bitch. As Dexter is opening the car door, however, he decides he's going to drive. As he opens the car door, Zach warns him to watch out for the handle because it had cut his own hand earlier in the week and drew blood. Dexter contemplates now if someone had done this to his car so they could plant his blood at Cassie's crime scene to try and frame him. <gasps> no way. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of conveniences all starting to add up right here but mm, yeah yeah they're really piling up in these episodes we'll save it for the end yeah so when hannah actually returns to the room to start cleaning it deb is waiting for her and tells hannah to put on some handcuffs and tosses them on the bed hannah tells deb that yep yeah, no i'd rather die <laughs> hannah tells deb that if she loves dexter as much as she does she wouldn't crush him by arresting her deborah reluctantly lets hannah go there's a whole scene where deborah 
Deborah is looking at Hannah, and then Hannah is looking at Dexter, and then Zach walks in, and Deborah's like, "Who the fuck is that? I don't even want to know." And then just like leave. Yeah, well, it's funny because Dexter comes into the room, and Hannah and Deborah are standing across the bed, like on opposite sides of the bed. And Deb's got her gun drawn. Dexter walks in, and he sees Hannah, and he like sees Deborah, and he's like, "Well, you're both still breathing. That's good." <laughs> That was good. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. good. He's got jokes. He's got jokes. Just the writing is lackluster. Oh, so bad. After all this, they decide to go stop by Vogel's house. Little mommy and me time. Yeah. So Vogel <laughs> insists that Hannah joins them for dinner. At dinner, Hannah asks Vogel how she got into her field of study and Vogel quickly changes the subject. Dexter says he's still thinking about Cassie's murder, especially since Zach's blood was found there and he didn't murder her. So the group ends up looking at photos of the crime scene together and Zach's really fascinated and notes how similar the crime is to Norma's murder. So over at Elway Investigations, Elway asks what happened with Hannah when Deb comes in. Deb said she got away and isn't sure she wants to be a PI and might want to go back to the force. Elway's fucking being pissy as shit, of course. He's like, what the fuck you mean she got away? This is fucking bullshit. Whatever. Deborah fucks off because she's just done with Elway and I don't blame her. After dinner, Vogel ends up dropping off Zach and Dexter brings Hannah to her hotel hotel room to stay. They end up having glorious, beautiful, and luscious sex. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. We see more of Michael C. Hall ass cheek. We got some thigh. Oh my god, we got basically a full nude except for the peen, which we we aren't gonna get. Like a full back nude. Oh yeah. Butt nude. Dexter actually ends up returning to his apartment and finds Zach sitting at his desk but homeboy ain't alive no more back of his head has been cut out just like the other brain surgeon victims his empathy button mail and balled out of his head i'm just gonna say that so dexter ends up dumping zach's body in the ocean and then it cuts to vogel finding a piece of zach's brain on her doorstep also while dexter discovered his body make your own kind of music is playing in the room somehow i don't think we really know how maybe the laptop fucking i don't know Anyways, Elway ends up calling in a tip about Hannah McKay, queuing fucking a manhunt, and in the morning, Dexter catches up with Hannah before she can take off and asks her to stay. Ew. Episode 9, Make Your Own Kind of Music. Guess where they got that title from? Dexter and Hannah are lying together in bed, and he advises Hannah to really stay out of view, but Hannah says she has to go see Arlene, and she has to go get the money that Arlene has been holding for her. Dexter tells Hannah that he loves her, and she replies that she loves him too. <laughs> Dexter leaves from the hotel to go meet with Dr. Vogel, and they end up breaking into Zach's studio, trying to figure out who could have done this to Zach. Dexter ends up asking her if the song that was playing when he found Zach means anything to her. She says it's just a pretty song that she plays all the time. Any of her patients could have heard this in her office. Sure. So while they're looking through this studio, Dexter actually finds signs of a struggle and discovers a tiny clump of blood and hair that they believe Zach must have pulled from his assailant and deliberately stuck there for Dexter to find. Dexter reveals to Evelyn that he is planning to make a life with Hannah and she says he's not the quote, perfect psychopath that she thought he was and admits that he actually does have a depth of emotion. But she warns Dexter straddling two worlds is dangerous which is fucking stupid because he's been straddling quote-unquote two worlds this whole time i don't think he loved any of these really loved any of these women until no. he came along but i'm saying holly can multitask and now he doesn't have to worry about his wife finding out about it like rita 
-hmm. he can openly be with hannah open as he is so i feel like this is so fucking stupid oh it is (laughs) evelyn's a dumb bitch yeah so since ellie put in that lovely little tip about our fave girl hannah hot girl hannah as i like to call her deputy marshall max clayton cocksucker esquire meets with elway cocksucker esquire as well about hannah elway thinks that she's in miami and shows clayton a matching passport photo of hannah and maggie kastner which was her pseudonym elway ends up telling clayton that maggie's husband is supposedly in new york but there's no record of him ever being on that flight so it's sus as fuck and he's like you think she killed another husband and he's like i think she did csi fucking shades bullshit yeah anyways angel approaches deborah and asks her to return to the force but she doesn't think matthews would go for it which is bullshit because matthews apparently all of a sudden loves deborah quinn approaches deborah as she's going out to look into zach and hands her his file quinn thinks cassie was the second person zach killed because the mo matches and deb immediately recognizes zach from his photo and is like oh well dexter's involved with this kid fucking okay yeah i'll take it sure the hair sample that Dexter got from Zach's photo studio ends up actually being a familial match to Dr. Vogel. When he ends up actually telling her that the brain surgeon is related to her, she finds it hard to believe since she has no family left. She says that her older son, Daniel, drowned his little brother and she and her husband covered it up as an accident. And at 14, Daniel was placed in a mental health facility, but at 17, he and six others were killed in a fire. Dexter then suggests that maybe daniel faked his own death and set up that fire and uh homie's out here prowling then 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 we get the dumbest motherfucking thing i think i have ever seen yeah it was pretty fucking dumb and we've seen some <laughs> dumb ass shit on this show i've watched cats <laughs> i was just talking about on this show they have put us through it and then they were still like we ain't done with our no. bullshit yet <laughs> We got more in our back pocket. So Dexter ends up aging up the picture of Daniel from a child to look like a man in his mid-40s or the age he would be. Which is a thing they do. That's how they project like missing children's picture but this was dumb yeah this was fucking stupid so he starts running it through and it doesn't look like anything i'm torn between it looked nothing like him bruh it's like clark kent putting on fucking glasses i can't (laughs) you know what i'm saying i'm sure they just pulled a childhood photo of this guy you know but still hot mess express for sure so he doesn't fucking recognize him until he puts a fucking beard on the motherfucker and then he runs it or recognizes it something And it's a 97.6% facial match to Oliver Saxon, who, if you remember, Cassie was dating. And that fucking 0.4% that didn't match was his motherfucking nose because it was nowhere near close. Mm -mm, Not at all. (laughs) Not in the same ballpark. The shape was wrong. The angle was wrong. Unless this dude had a fucking nose job. It ain't him. Dexter ends up finding the real Oliver Saxon's death certificate because he's like, what's the easiest way? Impersonate someone. Someone who's dead. And it says that he died um, at age 10. So, ding, ding, ding. We got a winner. We found Vogel's missing kid. It's a family show. (laughs) (laughs) While Dexter's wrapping this up, Angel ends up popping into his office with Max to inform him that Hannah may be in Miami and that he could actually be a target. Dexter, of course, feigns surprise. Like, what? She's here? 
And they arranged for Eunice to watch Harrison and Dexter's apartment just to make sure Harrison's safe. And Dexter puts on this really big show about wanting to see Hannah back behind bars. After Clayton or Max and Angel leave, Dexter quickly calls Hannah at the hotel to warn her that U.S. Marshals have been tipped off that she's around. Bruh. The only bars he wants to see her close to are the the bedposts, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Dexter decides that it's not safe enough for Hannah to drive herself to Arlene's house, so he will take her. And when they get there, she has moved up from her little shack house, and she's in this baller house. So Arlene goes into a closet and takes a suitcase that you find out's full of money it's like what did what did hannah say it was like like 50 million dollars or 100 million dollars or something stupid yeah i think it was something real like i don't think that much money would fit in that size of a suitcase personally so while she's arranging to give this suitcase over dexter actually notices out of a window that clayton is pulling up and he's like oh shit he tells hannah to stay in the room and he tells arlene to just go with it and he sits down at the table and starts helping himself to some fucking potato chips Arlene lets Clayton in, and Clayton is really surprised to see Dexter's there. And so he says that uh, the two of them met through Hannah, and he is there because he wanted to warn Arlene that Hannah might be in town. And Clayton starts trying to put two and two together and realizes this house is really swanky. It's too expensive for Arlene to be able to afford as a part-time waitress at Denny's or the Waffle House or something. Asks, how are you really here? We, I bet Hannah's paying for this. And Dexter steps up and puts his arm around her waist and says he's helping her and says he's her boy. Boyfriend and Clayton buys it, but he's still kind of suspicious and he leaves. It's really fucking awkward. <laughs> it was dumb. Even Arlene's like, what the fuck? Deborah ends up showing up at Dexter's apartment to, quote, see Harrison. Deborah gets Jamie to talk about Cassie's boyfriend and how Cassie was actually on the verge of ending things. And he was actually just really pressuring her to go to the Bahamas, even though they'd only been dating for, what, two weeks? A Something few weeks, yeah. A couple. Of- fucking stupid. So that's the only reason she stayed because he was going to pay for the trip to the Bahamas. Smart. Except for the fact that she got murdered, but... Yeah, but she didn't know that. was coming. I mean... Deborah ends up calling Quinn and suggests that they revisit Saxon, the boyfriend. Come back to Dexter, and he thinks that the safest place for Hannah is at Deborah's beach house. For some fucking reason, with all those windows and doors, I don't know. Anyways. And Hannah fucking agrees to this. Yeah, she's like, no, yeah, absolutely. I guess it would be a good cover since Deborah fucking hates her. But Deborah and Quinn end up actually going together to interview Saxon in his apartment. Motherfucker doesn't blink. There's your first fucking tip off. And he tells them that he's a building inspector and he was working when she was killed. So there's no way, even though he gives like nothing to prove that. Saxon then claims that Cassie kept pushing for a romantic getaway she was the one who wanted to go to a trip to the bahamas and that's where he fucked himself mm-hmm. after they leave his apartment quinn tells deborah that it's nice to be working together and deborah's like yeah no i really like it and then they kiss <laughs> and deborah then pulls away and she's like uh yeah let's just say that didn't happen <laughs> after smooching with joey she returned deborah returns home and finds that dexter and hannah are fucking in her living room waiting for her and <laughs> Deborah's like, what the fuck's going on? And Dexter takes Deborah outside so he can ask Deborah to let Hannah stay there until she- he can get her out of Miami safely. Deborah hates this idea, but she allows it. She tells Dexter she and Quinn are starting to focus in on Saxon, but Dexter warns her to stay away from him. Dexter goes from here and goes to Saxon's apartment, but it finds that it has been completely cleared out. But he does find a soda can in the trash and he takes it so he can compare the DNA on it with the hairs that he found in Saxon's studio. From this, he receives a DNA report from the lab that proves that Saxon is Vogel's son. Dexter informs Dr. Vogel that not only is her son alive, that he's going by the name of Oliver, 
over. He's in Miami. He has recently cleared out his place. And she insists on finding him so she can put him in a safe facility. And Dexter totally plays along with this. He's like, yeah, just help me find him so we can capture him. For your plan, sure. Your your plan. No No killing. Not me wanting to stab stab him. Let's find him. Yeah, safe, facility, happy. At this moment, Evelyn remembers taking Daniel every Saturday morning to the King's Bay Cafe where he always played make your own kind of music on the jukebox. And I'm like, why didn't you think of this fucking sooner? I know you thought the dude was dead, but Jesus Christ. Dexter realizes at some point that Saxon's been monitoring her laptop. Dexter says for her to write an entry in her online journal saying that she's going to be going to the cafe in the morning. They're hoping to catch him there. Yeah, still dumb. We cut back. I'll just go over this briefly. There's a lot more here, but fuck it. Hannah ends up actually telling Dexter that there's no life for her in Florida. Duh, because she's a wanted fugitive Mm -hmm. and suggests that the two of them and Harrison make a new life in Argentina. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that tracks. All right, cool. Dope. (laughs) I'll get the tickets. Matthews actually ends up asking Angel if he's heard anything on the whereabouts of Zach. He received a phone call from Zach's parents and they were super worried. They haven't heard from him in days and they've even filed a missing persons report. And Angel's like, I ain't heard shit. (laughs) Quinn backed off. Yeah, you told me to take Quinn off of him. This is on you, my dude. Kind of while this is going on, Matthews is on his way out and Deborah's on her way in. She meets Angel in his office and he ends up handing her a detective badge. Deborah is hesitant to fully accept it, just trying to weigh her options. And Angel says, yeah, no, sure. Take all the time you need and take the badge with you just in case. As she leaves, Quinn ends up telling Deborah that Saxon isn't answering his phone and it seems like he's completely cleared out of his apartment. Not sus at all. (laughs) And so they definitely know, yeah, Saxon, sus as fuck. Mm -hmm. From there, Deborah ends up going home and she finds Hannah cooking dinner. And (laughs) I think she's like, super freaked out mm-hmm. by this idea she does are you hungry no yeah. <laughs> she ends up seeing this badge and hannah asks oh are you going back on the force offers her food again they sit down and deborah finally accepts but she wants hannah's plate mm-hmm. and she says that yeah she's thinking about it and deborah laughs and hannah laughs and they're starting to actually get along yeah deborah's like kind of in disbelief that she's eating something that hannah's actually made clayton stops by dexter's apartment and tells him that the hannah threat seems to have died down and at this point clayton looks over and sees that harrison's working on a picture that he's drawn that features a blonde woman and he blocks this because of course hannah's blonde so he walks over and asks harrison about the drawing and when he gets to the blonde lady he asks who is it and harrison says it's his mom and doesn't say Hannah. Dexter has Jamie take Harrison into his side of the apartment and explains quickly like, oh, his mom was murdered when he was a baby. I think drawing her makes him feel closer to her. Yeah. Elway ends up confronting Deborah after he learns that Dexter used to date Hannah. So (laughs) you're withholding information from me and I think you're lying about not seeing her in the keys. I think something happened with her and your brother and you're covering for them. The next morning, Dexter stops by Evelyn's house before she leaves for the cafe. The plan is for them to meet with Daniel, that Dexter drug him, and then the two of them are going to safely whisk him away to a facility. But Dexter ends up slipping one of Hannah's potions under her tea. Evelyn grows drowsy and falls over and Dexter leaves alone. Frank, I know this isn't in the notes, I'm so sorry, but there may be a clip of us laughing about what Dexter put in her tea to knock her out. Vogel's gonna die. Da 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 da. Vogel's gonna motherfucking die. Or get poisoned. Doesn't that just make you shit your pants? He's making sure she doesn't leave her house. Bitches can't be murdered if they got diarrhea. <laughs> Why is he giving Dr. Vogel the shits? In reality, she's actually just really constipated because she's old, so he just, like, evens it out for her. 
Mm-hmm. He's been doing this the whole time. She's like, wow, I'm, I'm weirdly regular. <laughs> Is this the part where she shits her pants? Hold on. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks. Dexter goes from Vogel's house to the cafe and watches Saxon through a window as he's repeatedly playing this song, the make your own kind of music. Eventually Saxon gives up because he realizes she's not coming and he thinks he's been baited there. Dexter follows him out to the parking lot and as he gets into his car, he realizes that Saxon has punctured his tire so now he's got a flat. He looks up as Saxon peels out of the parking lot and is scowling at him. Dexter tries to call Evelyn but of course she doesn't answer which is so fucking dumb he just drugged her. Yeah. Why isn't she answering her phone? Oh, yeah. Dumb bitch. So he rushes to her house and he bangs on the door until she opens it. She's angry and accuses him of drugging her. And now she's like, fuck you. You know, this is a family matter. I'm going to handle Daniel on my own. I can't trust you anymore. Dexter, in his inner monologue, says he feels caught between two worlds, his humanity and his darkness, and he can't imagine a life without Hannah in either one. So just about the time that you thought broody, liney Dexter was gone, (laughs) it's back, baby, back in time for the end of the show. Dexter leaves and it's actually revealed that Saxon's inside the house. So he did beat Dexter back to his mother's house. And he's listening to the conversation between Evelyn and Dexter. And he really wanted proof that Evelyn did not send Dexter to kill him. And he seems satisfied with the exchange with Evelyn, of course, sending him on his way. And she invites him to stay for breakfast. Fucking stupid. We'll be right back after a quick break. Episode 10, Goodbye Miami, which no, dumb name for this episode, but okay. Mm-hmm. So Oliver and Vogel are having breakfast like it's a normal fucking day, except, you know, her son's a psychopath and doesn't fucking blink. Vogel actually ends up apologizing to Daniel and says that she made a mistake. She was young. She wants to make it up to him. Daniel states that he will never be locked up again. He won't let it happen. He claims that it was her fault that he killed his brother because she ignored him and only cared about Richard. Fucking okay. He's angry that she helped Dexter. Vogel ends up actually begging to help him now. Now, now that she can and has the experience, but he storms out. Dexter ends up taking Harrison to Deborah's house and tells Hannah that the investigation into her is dying down, but she still needs to chill out because, you know, they post her face all over the news and everything else. They end up discussing their plan to move to Argentina and by traveling as a couple with a child, no one will be looking for a woman with a child. So Dexter takes Deborah outside to break the news of his move to Argentina. Dexter stresses that he needs to start over some somewhere new in order to have a life with Hannah and Harrison. And Deborah is just petrified by this because she doesn't know how she's going to go on without Dexter. Mm-hmm. Which that's the theme for the next three episodes until she dies. <laughs> Joey and Jamie are at Papa's Cafe and I believe they're having lunch. She's Papa. really happy because she's going to be graduating soon, which this is the first mention of her still being a student and I don't know, mm-hmm. 17 episodes. No one's talked about her major either. Nope, but yeah, she's happy to be almost done with school and she's already being recruited by Special Needs Academy in Atlanta. She informs Quinn that she's not going to accept this position, but she's still flattered all the same for them to be interested in her. She's not going to accept the position because she wants to stay in Miami with him. But Joey's like, no, you need to go pursue this job. She's like, but what about us? He's like, don't worry about it. Like, it'll be fine. And Frank, that inspired a musical number from us. (laughs) Put that shit here. What about everything we've been through? And what, what about, about trust? trust? You know I never wanted to hurt you. What about me? But what about me? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I can leave, but I miss you. 
Matthew? Thanks. Vogel meets with Matthews in his office and he really wants her help to find Zach. He has found out from Zach's parents that Zach was starting to see Vogel. Vogel says that she doesn't have any information she can give him. It wouldn't be ethical. She doesn't really know anything. He's like, you know, I have another appointment. I gotta fucking go. Because of course she knows he's dead by her son's hand. So she's like, oh, I can't fucking say anything here. I'm not going to because I'm a fucking bitch. Dexter spots Vogel leaving Matthew's office and asks to speak with her. So she comes into his little office and he tries to convince her that she's in danger, but she really refuses to believe it. Again, fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the disconnect here. Mm -hmm. So Deborah is actually talking to Quinn, tells him that Dexter is leaving Miami. I think they're talking over lunch. Mm -hmm. It's so cute because (laughs) at first he, what was it he said? Are you going to eat? She said no. And he's like, so you invite him here just to watch me? (laughs) Yeah. And then she's like, Dexter's moving away. And he's like, great for him or not. And she's like, I think I'm going to come back to the forest. He's like, great or or not. (laughs) Bitch, make up your mind. Yeah, he's trying to read her cues and he's like completely missing it. Yeah, but it's super cute. And she tells him about, of course, Dexter leaving Miami and she's worried that he won't ever return. She won't ever see him again. And Quinn advises her to think about what's best for her brother. He says that leaving New York was super hard, but it was the best thing he ever did. That kind of changes her perspective on the whole situation. Nikki actually ends up showing up late to a crime scene. It's a biker that got hit by a car. Like, that motherfucker got hit. Knocked the whole fucking shoe off of him. Those were like the, I think, clip-ins too. Mm-hmm. So like, homie got knocked. But Nikki shows up late with Masuka's kit and Masuka walks up to her and he's like, you smell like pot. How fucking dare you go home? And her outfit is fucking Cute. adorable. I loved her shoes in that scene. Oh, I need that whole outfit from head to toe. She says he has no fucking right to tell her what to do at home. And she's an adult and then fucking leaves, which I don't blame her. At the scene of this crime, Dexter pulls Angel aside and says, hey, I'm giving notice. I'm going to dip and I'm going to go travel with Harrison. Rita's death is just too much for me. Poor shit. Even though it's been three years. He's like, great, awesome, cool. You'll always have a job here if you need it. Great. But Dexter says to keep this under wraps for the time being. Later on that day, Hannah and Dexter are sitting on the couch and Hannah tells Dexter that the sooner he kills Saxon, the sooner they can start their new life. So he needs to get on that shit. And she wonders if they can actually finally have a fresh start in Argentina and she won't be on the run. And I really want that for her. She just seems to want to live a quiet life now. I think that conversation was also her asking if it'll just be the three of them or if he's also thinking his dark passenger is going to join them. Yeah, which I mean, I would think so because he can't stop that. But Well, no, we'll discuss it. But when he gets to Saxon, remember, he decides not to kill him because he just wanted to be with Hannah. That's right. God, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Saxon takes Vogel to his kill room, which is in an old creepy ass sanatorium that he's converted a room to be exactly like the room he was put in for quote unquote treatment in England. (laughs) It's fucking creepy. He puts her in the chair. (laughs) So fucking odd. And uh, Frank, there is a quote. Oh, fuck this. As soon as he locked it, I'd be like, I'm saying no to this. I'm gonna say no to this. Lot. I'm saying no to this. <laughs> Gonna run the fuck away from this song. <laughs> Running the fuck away from this. Dipping the fuck out of this. Nah. I don't wanna be no part of this. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Thanks. We decided that the ending of Dexter to make it a little bit more bearable, it's now the musical episode. <laughs> yeah, this is our musical number. Only one of us can sing, and you'll figure out which one it is real quick. You're welcome. <laughs> 
<laughs> Saxon asks his mother to show him how to exist like Dexter. He's really fucking jealous of Dexter and I think sees him as a replacement for Richard almost. Um, Saxon ends up warning her not to make the same mistake and choose right this time by choosing him and not Dexter. Dexter locates Vogel's spare key and breaks into her house and he finds videos of two kills as they're being committed that Saxon had sent over to her and he ends up downloading them onto a flash drive. Clayton drops into Angel's office to tell him the investigation into Hannah is being dropped since there's been absolutely no sighting of her and he can't find her and at this point he overhears Angel on the phone looking for a replacement for Dexter and he kind of asks, wait, your tech is leaving? And he's like, yeah, he wants to travel with his son. Clayton pops pockets this information because he thinks it's really suspicious that now he can't find Hannah and now all of a sudden Dexter's <laughs> also going to be leaving. <laughs> yeah. So. Jamie is cooking dinner and Quinn comes in and you see that she like I guess has moved in with him. Quinn comes in and basically just like breaks up with her on the spot and she's shocked. He says it's not working out and he really apologizes but Jamie's convinced that he's breaking up with her because he's still in love with Deborah because of course he is. He says that's not the reason. She calls him a liar and it's a whole like bullshit thing. The TLDR here is that uh, he broke up with her. <laughs> yeah. Deborah returns home to find Dexter Hannah and Harrison enjoying themselves out on the patio, but she's reluctant to join them. Deborah's scared that her whole family is moving away and she's worried about what her life will look like without them. Dexter walks over to her at this point and says, Maybe your life looks better without us in it. They share blue moons and I think Deborah eventually joins them out on the balcony. Vogel stops by to see Dexter and she tries to plead with him that Saxon doesn't actually enjoy killing, which is fucking stupid because obviously he fucking does. He's been doing it for God, let's see, that would be 20 years? least something like that dexter scoffs and shows her the video of saxon cutting into zach's fucking skull it's while he's still alive yeah which we had some logistical questions about that because he went in with a bone saw which i know you gotta crack through that skull but also the brain is so clean and wouldn't he be flailing around mm. yeah anyways they used more money on location and equay brand julie andrews yep uh, instead of special effects yeah and logistics <laughs> no shit and writing uh, she finally agrees that her son will never change and Dexter can finally kill him. Dexter has her set up a meeting with Saxon in public in a safe place. So Clayton stops by Deborah's while Deborah and Harrison are out on the beach. She sends Harrison into the house and she has this conversation with Clayton. He reveals his suspicions that Dexter's getting ready to split town with Hannah and all of this and warns her that Deborah knows better than anyone that Hannah's dangerous and he really suspects that Dexter's life is at risk. Deborah insists to Clayton that Dexter and Hannah are not together. Dexter really wants to travel. He's burnt out. You know, she's sticking to the, the alibi here. After Clayton leaves, Deborah rushes into the house to let Hannah know what just happened and reminds her to stay hidden. This is the tipping point for Deborah, so she goes and informs Elway that she's quitting her job. He's pissed, says he already knew this was coming because he still has friends with the force, so he's already heard that she's going back. He doesn't allow her to give two weeks notice or even pack up her own stuff. He says a security will do it and have it sent to her. What a fuckhead. Yeah. At the same time, Harrison, this whole episode, Harrison's been getting on Deborah's treadmill and not listening to anyone when everyone tells him to stay off of it. And Hannah's doing dishes and she looks over, tells him to stay off of it. He says, but it's fun. I am listening. You know, Aunt Deb does it all the time. And he ends up like turning it up really high like shot off of the thing and it cuts his chin open. Hannah rushes over to him, turns the treadmill off, puts a towel to his chin, calls Dexter, but he doesn't answer because Dexter's setting up a kill room. But we talked about this though. Rita's been dead for three years. I know you said that it was because she was constantly calling him and nagging him, which I completely agree with. Bitch has been dead for three years and he still won't turn on his motherfucking phone. Mm -hmm. I rolled my eyes. 
Sorry, yeah. audio medium. <laughs> Hannah decides her only plan here is to rush Harrison to urgent care herself. And as she's filling out his paperwork, the receptionist is fucking clocking her real close. Deborah officially informs Angel that she is coming back to the force, but it will be in a couple weeks. Deborah then takes Quinn outside and asks um, if he broke up with Jamie because of her, because she found out from Angel. He says it was partly that reason and they both admit that they have feelings for each other and then they kiss clayton actually ends up checking in with that urgent care receptionist after she reports seeing hannah mckay he checks the log and notices that that woman signed as deborah morgan so when dexter returns to the beach house hannah ends up apologizing about harrison's urgent care visit and he's concerned that she's been exposed because of this which turn on your fucking phone again this is a problem you caused so they're getting really antsy to get the fuck out of dodge yeah vogel calls dexter to say that saxon has called and he's on his way to her house this really annoys dexter because he told her to meet him in public and at this point he's really torn whether he should stay with hannah or go help vogel harry ends up appearing and yelling at him that it's his responsibility to help Vogel so he he listens to Harry. So that is incorrect. (laughs) She did that to herself. So he decides to go protect her. So he pulls up to her fucking house and gets out of the car but as he walks up to the front door his phone rings and it is Saxon and says watch the window and at this point blinds open he looks up and sees a Saxon sitting behind Evelyn. He's got a knife to her throat. He slits her throat with Dexter watching. <laughs> Dexter hits that window like the fucking Windex burns. <laughs> yeah. Dexter ends up running over to the side, breaks down the door, and hurries to Vogel, tries to stop the bleeding, but she dies in his arms, and of course, Saxon gets away. Because it's only episode 10 and there's two more, so. She did that to herself, dog. I don't, mm-hmm. As soon as I'd have seen, as soon as I'd have seen the two of them standing in that window with a knife to her throat, I'd have just turned around and walked. <laughs> Throwing up deuces, I'm like, Psh, bye. You fucked yourself. Took a piss in her front yard. <laughs> As the blood comes gushing out of her neck, he's just pissing. <laughs> oh my god, we're going to hell. So episode 11, Monkey in a Box. Dexter does the first smart thing that he has done in the entire series. Before he calls the police, he removes all of Evelyn's DVDs, files, and documents that point to his past. <laughs> So yeah, then he calls the police. Angel and Joey question Dexter. He says, Vogel called me. She said she wanted to see me, but she didn't tell me why. When I got here, her door was kicked in. And yeah, I moved her body, but I was trying to stem her bleeding. But he doesn't reveal that Saxon was there, that he's the one that killed her. Angel informs Dexter that he can't work the crime scene because... He's already given his notice. They were friends and he's the one that found her. And it doesn't look good that he moved her. So like, sorry, bub, but you can't do it. So Dexter clears from the crime scene and heads to Debra's to let her know about Vogel. They commiserate. Deb says that they wouldn't have found a way back to one another if it wasn't for her. Hannah ends up actually showing Dexter that she has a full itinerary for their move to Argentina, which is in two days. Dexter insists that he needs to take care of Saxon before they leave, which isn't really his problem anymore, but okay. So in preparation for this, he enlists Sylvia from season three. Oh, look. Hey, you know how I said I felt like we were in season three? Look at that. Mm-hmm. She's going to help Dexter sell his apartment and several people are already interested. And uh, there was something a little weird she said. So Frank, can you put in that quote? <laughs> <laughs> I'm focused on the kids. Tequila. Smirnoff. Jose. Thanks. This is another example of them not being prepared for Bitch Watch to blast through all of this show as quickly as we did. <laughs> Oh my god, right? But we got you. 
We found him. What's so fucking dumb was that was a part of her whole relationship arc with him. Yeah. That's- how do you- Unless she moved on and had kids with someone else, but she kept her name as Prado. Yeah. Like- I don't know. They're... Well, because she also said that, you know, after Miguel died, she focused on the kids. So oh. she either popped them fuckers out immaculate conception style or... They are Catholic. <laughs> That's true. So Vince complains to Dexter that although he's scoured Vogel's house all night, he found fuck all as far as Prince and Trace evidence. And Frank, there's a quote. Doesn't want his daughter to smoke weed, but wants hookers and blow. <laughs> Thanks. Man, we came in hot with that. So, Oh, it's because it's so cold everywhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah, this show's real dull right now. Um, in Dexter's tracking down of Saxon, he finds an old hospital, the sanitarium we were talking about, that has been closed for years. Saxon has issued a demolition permit, but it's still standing, making it the perfect place to cut into the brain holes. Nikki ends up popping in to say that Joey needs him for a swab thing in the interrogation room. Turns out Saxon is actually there and he's turned himself in to clear his name for Cassie's murder. Quint ends up telling Saxon that he's highly under suspicion right now because he cleaned out his apartment, he's being sus as fuck, and none of his shit adds up. So <laughs> turns out he's really bad at covering his own ass. We cut to Deborah when she's cleaning out Joey's desk for her own use and Quinn catches her. It's really cute. It's a really, really cute scene. And she ends up taking some supplies and stuff and she explains that, you know, supplies at requisition takes a week. So can I just borrow this? And he's like, of course. And while she's grabbing her stuff, she discovers her former engagement ring. And Quinn ends up joking that he kept it around in case he decided to marry someone else from work. <laughs> and she's walks off smiling and smitten. So Dexter searches that old hospital that you mentioned um, for clues. He discovers the treatment room that Saxon is using in his kill room. Dexter finds a laptop of files that Saxon downloaded from Vogel's computer and then more videos of Saxon murdering his victims. Which, really fucking stupid to have video evidence of you murdering your victims. Yeah. Quinn stops by Deborah's desk and offers her a ride to Vogel's memorial service the next day and I think she agrees. Clayton then approaches her and asks her to clear something up he says that a blonde woman matching hannah's description brought harrison to urgent care and claimed that he was her son deborah says nope it was me you know and i haven't been blonde since a really bad freshman year and i clearly said i was his aunt but maybe the lady got confused but he slipped i took him in to get stitched girl we all been there in freshman year let me tell you <laughs> After Evelyn's service, the attendees all gather at Papa's. Deborah notices that Dexter is standing alone. She walks over to him and says, you know, people here are going to miss you, so you need to pretend like you're going to miss everyone back. You hear Dexter in his inner monologue say that it won't be pretending. Matthews comes over and approaches them and says that he considers them both like family, and if Dexter ever decides to come back, that Miami Metro will always be his home. Quinn actually ends up asking Dexter if he minds that he is back in Deborah's life, and Dexter says, no, yeah, I think it's a really good idea. You guys always got along and you make her happy so i'm great with it quinn assures dexter that all he wants is for deborah to be happy and they shake hands dexter receives a phone call from sill at about this time who has a potential buyer who insists on meeting him in person dexter drives over to his apartment and sylvia introduces him to the buyer who is no other than saxon uh, he sends zill outside because he wants the owner to, to give him the tour and he offers dexter a truce he suggests that they forget about each other and go their separate paths in life. Dexter refuses until Saxon reminds him that he has more to lose than he does. His family, Hannah, etc. And all of Saxon's family is dead at this point. Dexter then pretends to agree with the truths, but he has something else in mind. 
cut back over to Deb's place. Elway, being the fuck nugget he is, knocks on Deborah's door and he's like trying to peep through her windows. Again, close the fucking blinds. Mm-hmm. Hannah scurries into the bedroom to hide. Deborah asks Elway why the fuck he's in her house and he hands her a few items that she left at work. Elway then pushes past her into her house saying that he needs to apologize for his past behavior and starts looking around really not fucking subtly. He also remi- remarks on the table set for four. Is she expecting company? And also, oh, I guess the force pays better than it used to because he sees a handbag and shoes on the floor. Deborah orders Elway out of her house in a line that I hope to God I can use someday of, hey, would you kindly get the fuck out of my house? <laughs> so yeah, and Hannah and Deborah are like, that was too fucking close. Hannah ends up calling Dexter to inform him that Elway is on to her and came by Deb's. He makes a fucking throws a Yui and speeds to Deborah's beach house. Dexter and Hannah decide to stay in a hotel near the airport until they can fly out. Both Deborah and Hannah want Dexter to go now, but he insists he has to take care of Saxon first. So Deborah ends up tr- just dropping Hannah off at the hotel. Dexter is in his apartment and he anonymously sends footage of Saxon murdering his victims to a local media outlet as quote concerned citizen. Later he reveals either he reveals to Deborah or it's in his inner monologue that he's bumping up the timeline here and he's forcing Saxon to come look for him that night instead of later. At the department Nikki hints Quinn a report that proves Saxon is related to Vogel. He informs <gasps> yeah he informs Deborah and she acts surprised basically like you just did. And Quinn now really <laughs> suspects Saxon of his mother's murder and a warrant is issued. That evening, Deborah shows up at Dexter's apartment with a bag of groceries to have dinner with him, of course, steaks and beer. Dexter really warns her that she shouldn't be there because he's expecting Saxon. He's all packed up. Why the fuck didn't she just get takeout? Yeah. I guess Chinese wasn't on the table because we all know how that went down, but uh... (laughs) So, while Deborah's at Dexter's, it cuts back and you see that Elway and Clayton are ransacking through her fucking house. You never see the results of this. You never see her come home and be like, who the fuck's been here? Uh, (laughs) She'd have been fucking livid. mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're ransacking through her house, but it's been wiped clean. Elway or Clayton finds proof on her computer that someone's been researching tickets to fly out of the country, but they nothing they can't find any proof of purchase. So Elway says that he will illegally access manifests for flights for the next few days and cross-check those names against passport photos. And Clayton decides his plan is to tail the Morgans, thinking one of them surely will lead the, him to Hannah. Back to Dexter and Deborah. They actually notice a warning on the TV about the upcoming hurricane. Dexter says it's one of the few things that he won't miss about Florida. And Deborah marks that it's a mind fuck that he won't be around anymore <laughs> and that she can't envision the future without him. And uh, Frank, there's a good old sarcastic quote from me here. Neither will you. <laughs> you know, secretly, I was kind of hoping we'd give up on this podcasting before we got here. <laughs> mm <Mm-mm. laughs> Thanks. Uh, you're the worst. They end up having a really sweet heart to heart in this moment, and they talk about the code and moral compass and blah blah blah. And Deborah says the code is not what made Dexter a good brother. A news report about Saxon's videos ends up catching Deborah's attention while I think they're eating dinner. And Dexter admits to sending the footage in in order to force Saxon's hand. He again tells her that this is why he needs her to get the fuck out of his apartment. It then cuts to Saxon pumping gas and he sees his face on the newscast and (laughs) he lands. It's so comical. I know it's not supposed to be. (laughs) It's so comical. It's almost cartoonish. Okay, you know what it is? 
You know the the Michael Jackson smooth criminal lean? He does that, but he leans backwards instead. But of course he doesn't <laughs> blink. So it's just like <laughs> staring. And the camera's like right on him too. He hears his name all over the newscast and he's like, ah, fuck, the police are searching for me. My face is everywhere. A string of gruesome videos and he knows that Dexter is the one who did this shit. So Saxon breaks into Dexter's apartment and Dexter's laying in bed just sleeping like a little baby, like a little bitty baby. Kind of like Deborah in season one, but not actually Deborah in season one. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> this season is a lot of recycled material, but... Even the names, dude. The names were recycled. Oh yeah, Fuentes... Briggs. Briggs. And Dexter pretends to be asleep, jumps up, M99s him while Deborah holds him at gunpoint. And then Deborah walks out and she's smiling and like, you got this, bro. So Dexter ends up strapping sex into his own kill table and realizes that I could fucking kill this motherfucker. I really want to kill this motherfucker, but I want to be with Hannah. And so Saxon's like, of course, just walk away. You know, you don't, you don't have to do this. Just walk away. It's fine. It's fine. And so Dexter's like, yeah, no, it's fine. And so he just walks away. <laughs> He's like, you still gotta fucking die though. God. And he tells him that you'll get the electric chair instead of my knife. And he ends up calling Deborah. He stuffs rags in his face and while he's calling Deborah and says, you need to come in and arrest Saxon. So Deborah isn't aware that Clayton has followed her to this location, but uh, surprise, he fucking did. While she's outside, she's having a conversation with Dexter about why he chose to do this. And she's like, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. And so she calls it in. She requests backup, but she goes on in because he's supposed to be strapped to this table. Well, while all that's going down, Clayton has gone in a back door, didn't manage to see fucking Dexter come out and start talking with Deborah somehow. Sees Saxon being held captive. Saxon ends up playing the instant victim and is like, oh my God, he did you see that crazy guy? He has, he's coming back for me. You got to undo this quick. And so of course, course without asking any questions whatsoever he just starts unstrapping the motherfucker and as soon as he does that he grabs one of dexter's knives and stabs clayton in the chest he then picks up clayton's gun as deborah enters the room deborah says to freeze and then he immediately shoots her in the gut dropping her to the ground she manages to get a shot off on saxon getting his arm but he escapes and she phones for help before i think kind of passing out. The last scene we see is Hannah going to the airport to wait for Dexter and she's looking cute in a little ombre dressed strappy sandal number. Mm -hmm. But Elway is actually following her. Episode 12, Remember the Monsters. Dexter and Harrison hurry to their gate and Hannah actually ends up calling Dexter to say that she's hiding in the bathroom because Elway is in the boarding area. And Dexter kind of ducks behind a fucking, I don't know, sign. He decides to go into a store and he assembles a backpack with a bunch of sus ass shit, like an alarm clock, a water bottle, and some other shit. Baby powder. Yeah, he puts it under a seat in the boarding area, to which then he approaches the gate attendant and says that he saw a man leave the bag under the chair and now he suspiciously walked away and now he's pacing on the phone. So she actually is like, yeah, no, that's kind of fucking weird. He looks like a crackhead and calls to the airport security and has Elway detained. But because of this, it's uh, labeled as a bomb threat. And so they have to evacuate the airport. Can you imagine evacuating in a, a Miami airport as a hurricane is coming in? Mm -mm. So they're going to have to find another way 
to get out of Miami. Miami Metro was able to locate Deborah where she was shot down by Saxon. They rush her to the hospital. Of course, Joey rides with her in that ambulance. <laughs> Fuck that ambulance ride, man, because it was bumpy and all over the place. You know, later on, they said that it like rattled around mm-hmm. inside of her. Probably, you know, as you mentioned, it couldn't be because they slammed her in there, fucking shook the ambulance a little bit. That ambulance ride was basically like someone turned a waterbed into a trampoline and Deborah was just <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> she was flipping. It's like she was on a bounce house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bounce house with a gut shot. Oh, oh man. God. So they get her to the hospital and they get her prepped for surgery, but before she passes out from the sedation, she mumbles as she to Joey that she loves him. It's real sweet. I'm not gonna lie, that that got me. Yeah. Matthews joins where Quinn and Angel are standing by and waiting and asks where Dexter is and Angel's like, well, she said not to call him because they're about to leave and Matthews is like, this is horseshit. I'm calling him right now. <laughs> Fucking old man, okay. <laughs> so he calls Dexter and says, you know, your sister's been shot. She's having, going into surgery and that Saxon has escaped. Dexter drops Hannah back at the hotel and asks her to look into different ways for them to leave. Then he arrives at the hospital with Harrison in tow and hands him over to Jamie. Angel, Quinn, Matthews, and Masuka all assure him that Deborah is tough and of course she'll pull through this. The writers really had to fucking just to keep putting more salt on the wound and poking it throughout this whole thing with that shit. Mm-hmm. Elway is finally released by airport security, which I liked your idea. He had to come out zipping his pants. God, I wish. Weird. I wish they had a strip searched him. Just to really <laughs> inconvenience his, his day. And he tries to call Clayton again. That's who he's been on the phone with this whole time. Like, damn, that motherfucker is dead. Let him sleep. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> of course, he can't reach him. You got him killed, Elway. Let that fucker rest. Right. And he actually ca- ends up calling the U.S. Marshal Service and he is told that Clayton was killed in the line of duty, which I don't I'm nope. like you. They wouldn't fucking they would, say that nope. shit. Especially not the same fucking day. <laughs> right. Can you imagine? This random motherfucker in Florida knows before his own family. Mm-mm. Oh my god. So Dexter ends up sitting down in Deborah's room and waits for her to wake up. Dexter blames himself for what happened because he left Saxon alive. He has this discussion with Deborah, and Deborah says, it's all Clayton's fault, not yours, which is incorrect, but kind of correct, but also incorrect. Because if he was unconscious, it wouldn't matter if Clayton undid them straps. He just flopped on the floor like a fucking fish. Yep. Dexter remarks on how things changed after she found out he was a serial killer, that he ruined her life. Deborah doesn't want him to feel guilty, though. She says, you know, it is my life to fuck up, not yours. Deb's doctor comes in to check on her, says that she's optimistic that Deborah will eventually recover. Throughout this episode, there because Deborah's in the hospital, Dexter has flashbacks to the day that Harrison was born, and it's scenes of him and Deborah going to see Harrison for the first time. And basically, Deb is super excited about this. Dexter's super unsure about this, and she reassures him that he was a great brother and he always took care of her and. Where we get the title of this is from one of these scenes where uh, she says, do you remember the monsters? And he's like, monsters? And it was shadows in her room she was scared of. And she said that she always made her feel safe. So he'll be a great dad. He's reminiscent. Deborah ends up telling Dexter that he deserves to be happy and says that he needs to get the fuck out of there and go be with Hannah. On his way out, she comments that she'll see him soon. Cries. Fucking writers. Fuck you, writers. Just of this season. (laughs) 
And season three. Matthews and Dexter talk. Matthews asks if there's anything that Dexter needs or wants for Deborah, And he says that he would really feel better knowing that there were unis watching her door since Saxon is still walking around. And Matthews goes, I'm already on. And he snaps his fingers and motions (laughs) towards the door like he's calling a waiter over with his check. So as Dexter's trying to leave the hospital to get back to Hannah, Elway's actually on his way in. And at first he tries to pretend to be nice and he inquires about Deborah's injury, but then asks if Dexter's in such a hurry because he's trying to get back to Hannah. Dexter's a fucking pinning this dude to a wall and tells him to stay the fuck away from him. It's fantastic. Mm, I'd have preferred if he beat the shit out of him, but you know. Yeah. You see that Saxon had approached some dude in a parking lot and hijacked his truck from him and I cut that out of the notes because whatever but yeah he he hijacks his truck from I have one note to make of this truck situation yeah this white man that doesn't blink holding a gun arm profusely shooting out blood (laughs) that doesn't fucking blink (laughs) did I mention he he didn't blink I don't know anyways walking through a predominantly looks like ethnic area and you think that these poor people wouldn't clock this white man carrying a gun walking through a parking lot i don't know i mean i get that they're panicked that a hurricane's coming but yeah i don't he they would notice fucking pistol whipped the man in the middle of the day and took his truck God, continue. So yeah, he he takes his truck and he drives off and he ends up storming into a veterinarian's office and holds this dude at gunpoint and demands him to stitch his arm up. Well, she was just going to the hospital anyway, so I <laughs> Hannah suggests to Dexter that they should take an evacuation bus to Jacksonville and fly out from there. Dexter's still worried about Deborah, so Hannah offers to stay in Miami, but it's really not safe with Elway on the hunt. So they ultimately agree that Hannah should go on ahead with Harrison, since they're not going to be looking for a woman traveling with a child, and Dexter will just go and meet them later. It cuts back and you see the vet finishing up, stitching Saxon's arm and he promises he won't say anything to anyone he just wants to be let go and about this time Saxon notices the news report about Deborah's shooting and realizes she's still alive so he decides to finish her off permanently he puts his shirt back on and orders the vet to get his keys Dexter says goodbye to Hannah and Harrison and promises to meet them soon he hands Hannah a bag containing water snacks and a few essentials Harrison whispers to Dexter that he loves Hannah, and Dexter replies, so do I. Hannah kisses Dexter, and they board the bus. Saxon forces the vet to drive him to the hospital where Deborah's at, and Saxon cuts out the dude's fucking tongue and then sends him stumbling into the hospital, choking on blood as a diversion. Which, also, I don't know, this man calmly walking through again. Security would have been all up in that bitch as soon as that happened. But whatever. Saxon sneaks past and searches for Deborah. Dexter realizes at that moment that Saxon is in the hospital once he sees the dude with the cutout tongue. And uh, is stalking him and his plan was, oh yeah, hey, look, fork? A used fork. I'm gonna kill him with the used fork. (laughs) So Dexter's hot on his tail and Saxon is actually intercepted by Batista who holds a gun, sneaks up behind him, holds a gun to Saxon's head and arrests him on the spot. After Dexter sees that Saxon's going to get arrested and escorted off, he goes over to Deb's room and sees that she's not there. He goes out into the hallway and sees that Quinn is there. He's crying, asks what's going on and Quinn says that she stopped breathing and that she was rushed to the ICU. The doctor comes out and informs the two of them that after Deborah's surgery, a blood clot actually formed and it triggered a major stroke. Her brain was deprived of oxygen for a period of time. They're not sure how quite how long. At the moment, she's intubated and is on life support. The doctor says that at best she'll live, but she won't have any cognizance. 
It's fucking depressing. Yeah. Quinn's very, I mean, they're both obviously both upset about this, but Quinn's devastated and says that Deb is really strong and that he believes in miracles and anything could bring Deborah back to them. And Mm -hmm. Dexter says he's never seen a miracle and he storms out. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Hannah and Harrison are on the bus and she's telling him stories about Argentina and penguins and all sorts of stuff until he falls asleep. You see an arm grab her wrist and she looks over and it's Elway sitting across the aisle from her. And he tells her that at the next stop, he's going to take her to the U.S. Marshal's office and hand Harrison over to Child Protective Services and collect his hard-earned reward. So we cut over to Batista and Quinn. They're interrogating Saxon at the police station as Dexter watches. They tell Saxon about the footage they have of him killing people and ask about the stitched up arm. Saxon won't cop to shit and it causes Quinn to completely lose his temper, which if fucking Dexter wasn't allowed to work Vogel's case, why the fuck was Quinn in this room? Never would have happened. Angel, of course, sends him out. And when Saxon asks for his attorney, Angel slams his head onto the table and calls him a fucking piece of shit, which... Mm, I could watch Angel manhandle him all day long. Mm-hmm. As the bus is coming up onto Daytona, woo, Daytona, am I right, boys? <laughs> Hannah ends up pouring a cup of tea from her thermos and offers it to Elway, but he scoffs. He's like, you think I'm fucking stupid? She's like, yeah, and then like stabs him in the leg with the M99. And she completely breaks down what's gonna happen. She's like, okay, so here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna wake up in two hours in Tallahassee, embarrassed, and cranky with a fuck of a headache. She ends up exiting uh, the bus with Harrison while he's napping, of course, and Hannah's a bad bitch. (laughs) Yeah, don't fuck with Hannah. Dexter cooks up this plan that he's going to go down to the police department and pretending he's performing a GSR gun shot residue test on Saxon. He gets admission in and even though you're like, he doesn't technically work there anymore. And I'm like, "Mm, he's still got a Lammy and this cop wouldn't necessarily know him from the next person. So, meh. So he enters the holding cell where Saxon's being held. Dexter slowly and calmly opens his kit and begins placing items on the table one by one, including a pen. Saxon asks why he's there and Dexter's like, well, I'm going to kill you here with this pen. And Saxon's like, no, you don't. So he seizes the pen and he stabs Dexter in the shoulder. When Dexter walked into the cell, he very meticulously clocked where the camera was in the room. He pulls the pen out of his arm and stabs Saxon in the neck. And as Saxon lays on the floor bleeding out, Dexter pushes the alarm button that he was handed as he walked down the hallway. Very calmly. Yeah. Two officers rush in and then you see the switch in Dexter's face as he as he switches from fuck you dude to oh my god I'm so scared. I had the question of why was he bothering clocking the cameras if he was gonna fuck up and just be like ew I'm gonna like take 15 minutes to push this button button he could play off a shock i don't know i guess i don't know i just thought it was dumb so the next thing you see is dexter sitting in a corner in the interrogation room with patisa and quinn <laughs> quinn's like i didn't see shit man <laughs> and batista's <laughs> legitimately so baffled confused you name it he's like he like literally doesn't know what to do with his hands he's like but why were, but why were you there dexter what but but but, but ha- watch that scene tell me i'm wrong so he asked why he was even there he's like you don't work here anymore and dexter's like i'm still on the payroll to the end of the week and i wanted to make sure the gsr test was done perfectly and i really wanted to look him in the eye he did this to my sister quinn's like it's obviously self-defense and nods like in solidarity to dexter and 
Quinn says he's glad that Saxon's dead and really wishes he could have done it himself. Angel's like, yeah, we got everything we need. You're clear. You're good to go. It's self-defense. No problem. Yeah, Quinn's like, listen, I made a lot of lot of evidence go away in my time. I can just make this go And the angel's like, what the fuck? Dexter, for the last time, has changed into his kill suit and walks down to the water's edge, jumps in his boat, and heads to the hospital. He docks at the emergency boat ramp and walks up. <clears throat> he goes to visit Deborah one last time and he's so torn when he sees her condition. Everything's in fucking tilt because there's a hurricane coming in and they're trying to board up the windows and we have patients, it's all fucked. And so he finally chooses because of her condition to shut off her life support. As she's stopping breathing, Dexter leans close and whispers, I love you, Deb, as the machine basically pronounces her dead. He then takes her out on a gurney like a sleeping patient, then went outside, picks her up, covers her face with a sheet and puts her on his boat. <sighs> he ends up driving her out to sea. He calls Hannah and Harrison one last time, which he did not secure her body on that seat on that boat. And I, mm, we, we kept waiting for him to hit a hard right and her just shoot off that thing. <laughs> He calls Hannah and Harrison one last time. He tells Harrison that he loves him. And he says to remember that, remember him saying that every day until he sees him again. They're getting on the plane in Daytona to go to Argentina as this is going on. He hangs up and then throws the phone at the ocean. He then gives Deborah a burial at sea and he says that he must protect Hannah and Harrison and he heads his boat towards the storm. One thing about this though, hurricanes pick up water. It sucks water. I don't know what, I don't know the science behind this, but the thought of a loved one being yoinked out of the fucking ocean and yeeted into the middle of Miami from a hurricane. Yeah, there's a lot of this is dumb. It makes it, I just, I feel like the writers just did not give a shit about Deb at this point and that makes me so upset. So yeah, the storm clears and patrols find the wreckage of Dexter's boat off the coast and pronounce no survivors. They notify Batista and it's just widely assumed that Dexter died in the hurricane. In Argentina, you see Harrison and Hannah sitting at this cute little outdoor cafe and she's got this iPad or tablet and she reads about Dexter's fate. You see her wipe away a tear, force a smile and ask Harrison if he'd like to get ice cream. The dude's four, so of course he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> then it cuts to black and then it comes back and you see that it's somewhere in the Pacific Northwest and you see logging trucks arrive at this big lumber mill. You see a driver get out of one of the trucks. He unties the logs and you see him walk home. You see him take off this cold weather vest and sit down at a table. He looks out the window, then he faces forward and... He closes his eyes and then you finally fully get a good look at him. He's got this big grown up beard. He's wearing this flannel jacket. Like I said, he closes his eyes and he opens them. And he stares straight into the barrel of the camera and it's Dexter. So he didn't die in a fucking hurricane. He's a goddamn lumberjack and I'm angry about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to take a good 24 hours to process that. And this isn't the first time we've seen this. We knew this no. bullshit was coming. Yeah, but I was not fully prepared. I saw some different discussions online about this ending and there's like this been this resurgence of it was actually brilliant no shut the fuck up the curtains were blue this is bullshit mm -hmm. but they were saying that he basically put himself in prison which is solitude because he didn't want to hurt anyone fucking stupid okay i'm sorry i hate it Mm -hmm. I hate it. I would also like to say while recording this, we discovered that the books did Deborah. She got to have a family. She got to have a, like a boyfriend, husband, significant other. It wasn't Joey in the books, but 
it was an equivalent. And I just don't understand. There was no reason to kill Deborah. Yeah. That's that's my thing is it felt like something to try to like pull emotions. But instead I just, it's the wrong emotion. I'm just mad about it. Yeah. I don't like the whole just, well, we made you think he died, but he didn't. I, I get that they wanted to leave it open. So if they ever did want to bring it back, which they are doing. And, yeah. you know, at one point I mentioned on the show that Michael C. Hall agreed to this revival that they're doing or whatever, because he wants to fix this ending and it was finally a story worth telling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to hold him personally accountable if the new season we get is shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that they'd be filming in a pandemic if this was shit, but you'd be surprised. I, I don't buy the shit. I think it's just bullshit and I don't understand why she had to die. I agree after rewatching these six episodes that it really does feel like they got the notice when they were filming episode five (laughs) and then had to rewrite everything from there on out. Yeah, it's just, it's so dumb. And I feel like we had more to say about this last week getting prepared for this. Like right now I'm just Mm. at a loss of words because it is so stupid. It's so disappointing. It's like you've been gut shot. And then forced to ride in a bouncy house ambulance. Exactly. Until you have a fucking (laughs) stroke. I told Witsy while we were recording this and I was like, Deborah didn't die. This was just symbolic all in Dexter's head of him letting her go. She's fine. She and Zoe got married. They have a kid if she wants a kid. They're solving crime. She's a bad bitch. Drives her little BMW. It's great. She has a happy life now. And that's how that's going to stay in my brain because fuck this ending for her. She didn't deserve this. But it's what she got, man. It's what she got. Mostly because she has such a good arc where she finally comes to an understanding with Dexter and then just gets fucked because of it. Yeah. Especially because in the book, she knows early on that he's like this. Yeah. And she actually gets to have a full life, Mm -hmm. it seems. If you had to rate the writing of this season on a scale of dog turd to Hannah's ass, what what would you rate the writing of this season? Seven dog turds, which is a negative number. Okay. (laughs) The first half I liked. Okay. I like all the stuff with Hannah coming back. I wish yeah. Dexter could have just left with her. You mm-hmm. know, I wish we could have got that, at least that. Even if Deborah still had to die, I wish Dexter wouldn't have last minute been like, I kill everyone I love. I can't be with them. Like, I wish he would have just gotten the fuck over himself and went down there with them. Yeah, because if his dark passenger, that's what caused all the problem, right? So if he's with her and he, she's more important than the dark passenger. Also, last season, I think, or season before, he was talking about running. I think it was Mar- when Maria was up his ass. And he's like, we can't just run. Deborah can't live like that i couldn't live like that Mm -hmm. but now all of a sudden you're ready to run like i get he has hannah now i understand that but it's just weird whenever you watch these in sync yeah that close together i think deborah would have been fine (laughs) like she would have been cool i think she could have started over with joey and they'd have been good i mean hell she was ready to take off with lundy so i think she could have managed you know if they did run then or well what dexter meant was living life on the run so not even putting down roots he would have put down roots with hannah that's true but he could have put down roots with her i i that's the thing is he decided to put down roots by being a lumberjack like it's just i don't know there's so many holes i I don't even know what to say at this point like i am sorry i know this is a podcast where we talk about it but i feel like i've said all i want to say it's shit (laughs) it's fucking bullshit i hope the new season's better uh, if Hannah doesn't come back, I am finding someone who wrote this and I'm gonna start knocking on their door, bro. <laughs> yeah, me too in a couple of weeks after I, I finish my vaccination and uh, we'll just road trip together and find these writers and tell them they're dumb. Gang, gang, let's go. So favorite season. My favorite season? Uh, seven? Introduction of Hannah. Okay. 
That's solid. A sol- a seven was a solid season. And for the like the lulls and the memes and stuff, I enjoyed season six. I feel like we had fun watching it. It's not like yeah. my favorite to sit down and watch, but we had fun watching it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, we gave Colin Hank so much shit. <laughs> and of course, I really enjoyed the Trinity Killer season, season four. Yeah, I really enjoyed, okay, the first two seasons kind of morph into one for me mm-hmm. they tie and then i feel like seven is a very close second but mostly because of hannah <laughs> there's stuff in the first two seasons that i like it's just rita just brings so much that's unnecessary that i'm just like <gasps> actually i would like to i'd like to change my answer lumen yeah, i love Lu- lumen i love the lumen season it's hard for me to choose a favorite probably if we're talking about watchability probably the lumen season was the most enthralling i came up with this question and i don't have an answer welcome to megan's world i'm an aries sun aries rising cancer moon welcome to my fuck up of a life <laughs> favorite character that isn't like a main like deborah dexter Lundy. my favorite would probably have to be lundy as well i could watch a whole show of lundy if some fucking bitch hadn't murdered him yeah <laughs> was there anything else you, we wanted to chat about uh, not chat about, but I did want to let the listener know that we will not have an episode up next week as this is the end of Dexter. So we are taking a one week break. To grieve a great show that got fucked up in the end. <laughs> or just to take a break between shows. and then That too. Um, so yeah, next week, the 19th, there will not be an episode, but the week after the 26th, there will be a trailer for our summer project. Can we say the name? Yeah, I'll go ahead and drop that. We're doing summer shorts. In which we are hitting up five different shows in 15 weeks. Yeah. Because we're dumb and we hate ourselves. No, I think it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be really fun. So check the trailer for the information of what shows we're tackling in that. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And I get to introduce you to some of my favorite shows you haven't seen. Yeah. There are some gems, like as in cult classics. There's one that is kind of a polished (laughs) turn. And I just really want Witsy's visceral reaction to it. And it's gonna be great. Yeah. If you like what you heard, you should give us a review. Also, word of mouth is the best way to get us some clout. We love that clout. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're on all of the podcast places for the most part. So if Me your too. friends like, I don't listen to iTunes, be like, bitch, they're on Spotify. They on Google. You got the spoofy. You got the Google. You got the encore podcast addict you can follow us on instagram at bitchwatchpod and you can follow me on instagram at bean.buttrito and witsy where are you at i'm at witsy 12 w-h-i-t-z-y 12 god remember to write better endings (laughs) (laughs) and make good choices or don't and be smart about it (laughs) being smart about it means no shitty endings okay bye Bye. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch.